Today with Catherine Ruinala. I spent the time, some time with the Lord last night um, because this morning I was ministering at Heritage of Faith. And so I spent, just spent the evening with the Lord. And you know what? He said, thank you for spending time with me. He got, he's just a beautiful God. Well, we've been talking about what it means to be an ambassador of Christ. Praise God. Let's just look at it again quickly from 2 Corinthians chapter 5. If you've got your Bibles, you can turn there with me. I'm reading this in um, the New Living, which is uh, a good, easy translation for, for people who want to just grab what the Lord is saying in the Word of God. It says, either way, Christ's love controls us. I just love that. Christ's love controls us. That is, he doesn't dictate to us. He doesn't make us do stuff. But we do it because his love compels us, because he loves us. Now, last night, uh, I had the night off, and I could have done anything I chose. It was my freedom to choose. But because of the love of God, I got to choose to spend time in worship and get to spend time uh, talking to him. It's a choice that I made, not because I had to, because it's my religious obligation and my duty to do it. It's because the love of God is what controls my life. It's, and it's perhaps not a great word in English. Sometimes control in English sounds negative. But the love of God compels us. Is, a, is perhaps a better translation. As we fall in love with him, as we spend time talking to him, thinking about him, hearing his voice, letting him speak to us, we are empowered by his love to choose what is pure and lovely and healthy. You know, when you're feeling stressed and, and you've had lots going on, you could, you've got the freedom to choose to spend seven hours binging on Netflix. You could do that if you wanted to. All things are lawful, but not all things are edifying. But you could do that and buy the lie that, oh, yeah, this is, I, I need this because I just had a really rough day. Or, or you could remind yourself, thank you, Lord. I'm, it's no longer me who lives, but Christ who lives in me. The love of God co controls me. And so I'm not controlled by stress. I'm not controlled by circumstances. I'm certainly not controlled by the lies of the enemy. But I, am, I have the power to make a choice that's going to lift me up in strength and joy and hope. and I, I have power to choose the higher way because of the love of God. Hallelujah. That's happy news, right? Praise the Lord. The love of Christ controls us. Turn to your neighbor and say, the love of Christ controls us. Praise God. Your emotions don't control you. Your circumstances don't control you. The love of Christ controls you when you are a believer. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. Praise the Lord. This is You can have lots of worship moments through this scripture. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Praise the Lord. Remember, we no longer live for ourselves. 
we've been joined to him. Just as I got married 30 years ago and I went from being a Hounslow to being a Ruanala, I, I, I got a new name and I, I'm married now to my husband. Now, my husband doesn't control me, but I don't go and just make plans to go and have a, you know, a six weeks holiday somewhere without talking to him. And I don't do it because he's a controller. I do it because I love him. I want him involved in my conversation, in my decision making, in my thinking. Because I'm in love with him, I want to talk to him about all the things and make decisions together. So we do everything together. In the same way, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he doesn't control us like a dictator, but his love causes us to remember, I'm no longer separate and, and independent. I am now joined with him and have the glorious privilege of living life every day with him, together with him. Hallelujah. It's no longer me who lives, no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us, who died and was raised for us. So we've stopped evaluating others uh, from a human point of view. Praise God. We don't have to be judgmental anymore. Hallelujah. We get to love God and love others. Let's skip through. Verse 17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Hooray. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. Hooray! That means you're not allowed to count people's sins against them either. Hallelujah. And... He gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Hallelujah. As we respond to Jesus, as we say, Lord, I need you as my Savior. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. I repent of my sin. Have mercy on me. He will abundantly pardon and he will remember your sins no more. He'll come in. He'll make you new on the inside, give you a new heart. Hallelujah. And now you become as he is in this world. You become the righteousness of God in Christ. God is love. Hallelujah. Love is patient. Love is kind. It keeps no record of wrongs. That's who he is. And now he says, as I am, so are you. You get a kind heart. You get a new heart. You get a patient heart. You get the character and nature of Jesus. This is like more exciting than you're reacting. Like, Wah! that's a worship moment right there. Hallelujah. And so we get to celebrate this good news that we are Christ's ambassadors. And I shared last week, Tom has a Excuse me, Tom has the honor of being the honorary consul for Finland. It's very honorary. It means it's not paid. Praise the Lord. But he, it's his privilege. He's done it for many years now. Um, he's an honorary consul for Finland in that he represents the ambassador here in Queensland um, and represents the Finnish government. And as such, you know, he has responsibility to, to represent Finland well. He doesn't just 
go to diplomatic functions and get drunk and say whatever he likes. He, he, he's there, responsible to represent Finland, to promote Finland's interests and, and to be a representative. We are called as representatives of heaven. We are Christ's ambassadors. Hallelujah. And so we're not here to spout our own opinions, but we're here to hear what heaven is saying and to say what heaven is saying, to remember that just as as I, I shared about me being married, we are married to him now. We are not just a, a, a representative like a, an, an earthly ambassador. We're actually the bride of Christ. We're the body of Christ. We're his family. And so when we speak, we represent him. Hallelujah. And so we have to be wise and careful about what we say, how we behave, that we might represent him well. If an ambassador gets called to a head of government uh, to, to speak on behalf of their country, it's as though the head of government is speaking to the other head of government when they speak to their ambassador. It has that much weight. And so in the same way, you and I are called God's ambassadors. Praise the Lord. And there's you know, there's privileges that come with being an ambassador. I, we've been to functions, many functions where the ambassadors come, particularly in Canberra. They all will all be there for, for different uh, national days. And, and it's interesting to watch uh, some nations that need higher security, that have, have more levels of threat, their secret service are there beforehand. You can you can tell when that then this particular nation's about to arrive because they've got more intense security and they need it. And um, and 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 they're there and they look after them, specially assigned to look after the ambassadors. And you and I, as ambassadors of Christ, have angels especially assigned to look after us, to protect us. But we need to speak the word so that the angels get activated. Hallelujah. And go to work to do what they're called to do. Hallelujah. Finland, praise the Lord, doesn't get in trouble uh, very much. They're, they're a very peaceful nation. But if, they, if we had a whole bunch of protesters suddenly turn up at the consulate um, and, you know, wanting to cause trouble for Finland or, and, and they, they're coming to the consulate, as, as happens sometimes, not for us, but hasn't happened for us, but some consulates, they've been, they've been bombed and all sorts of things have happened because people have done it because they represent the country that they don't like. But if something like that ever happened... There's a special um, part of the police force that, that are specially assigned to look after the diplomatic corps. And so Tom can just call that number and they'll come and they'll sort it out. We, we as ambassadors of Christ need to recognise and remember that we, we have a whole angel army ready to work for us if we will speak the word. So if you, if you get a threat at your gate, at your, at your um, family, you, you get a, a threat of sickness or disease or you get a bad report or, or something, a situation happens, you have access to heaven. Heaven, you can call on heaven and begin to speak the word and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And as you do it, 
The angels obey His Word. They go again. They're sent on assignment to see the Word enforced. Hallelujah. And so praise the Lord that we are ambassadors of Christ. But I want to um, move on today to Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. It says here, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavour, how shall it be seasoned? It's then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. So let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Hallelujah. This is what ambassadors of Christ do. They are the light of the world. They, the world should see and recognize the light of heaven when they see you. When they see you, when they interact with you, people should be marked by something that impacts them. The kindness of God, the goodness of God. The Bible tells us in Romans, it's the goodness and kindness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. That They should be marked by the impact of Jesus himself when we talk to people, when we interact with people, when we respond. Instead of responding like everybody else, God wants us to be the light of the world. As ambassadors of Christ, we get to bring the light of heaven. And when they see you, they see him. Hallelujah. So remind yourself of what you look like and align yourself back up with your divine assignment to be a representative of heaven, to manifest the kingdom, the goodness, the, the glory of God. I was this week, um, we had a little family, extended family thing. And um, my mum was telling me, somehow it came up in conversation. Um, I think she'd been to the dentist or something. She said, oh, I was talking to the dental assistant. And they, I, and I was talking about you. And I said, you know, you live in this street. And, and I don't know why she was saying that, but she said that. <laughs> and she said, oh, I know that street. A few years ago, my mum and I, we, we hit a kangaroo and it was so traumatic. But this, this young guy, he came out and he just, he just was comforting us. And then his wife got us a cup of tea and... Oh, it was just so nice. I never expected someone to be so kind. And mum, mum thought about it. She asked a few questions. She figured out it was Nathaniel and Haley who lived next door. Lived next door. And, um, par and I, I was talking to Nathaniel. I said, do you remember this? He goes, oh, yeah. And this mum and daughter, they, they hit a kangaroo. And I was outside just praying on a prayer walk and in the backyard. And um, it flew into my backyard. <laughs> And then he looked, he went, oh, I went over to have a look and he saw these two women all distressed. He said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll take care of it. He looked after it and, and he said, no, you two, are you okay? Can I pray for you? And then Haley came out and said, can I get you a cup of tea? It's a bit traumatic. And, and years later, they're still talking to other strangers about the impact that that couple's kindness had on them. You see... You don't know 
the impact that you have. The Bible says an anxious heart weighs a man down, but a kind word cheers him up. You don't know what your kind act, your your patience in the face of when everybody else is being impatient, your your kindness. I I, I sometimes I've been in situations where um, you've been in in line waiting to pay for something or see something, take care of something, and um and the person in front has just given the 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 clerk. A, um, an earful, just, you know, have you ever seen someone angry and upset? Uh, I particularly see it at air- airports where someone's upset and they're, because they're particularly stressed and they're swearing and you know, harassing the person behind the counter. And then it's my turn. And, and I, I can't help it but just say, are you okay? That was, that was pretty stressful. Can I just pray for you? And very rarely do people say, no, I, I won't receive it. But just being kind, just just being kind when someone's had an unpleasant situation is something that they will remember and be impacted by. Why is this important? Because God has called you and I to be known by the love of Christ. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples that you love one another. Love is patient. Love is kind. Keeps no record of wrongs. It's a, it's a beautiful list there. You can read about what love is like, and that is who God is. God is love. Now, as he is, 1 John four seventeen. so are we in this world. Praise the Lord. And if we know that theoretically, God wants it to be demonstrated practically so that you can be the light of the world. So that as you go to pay for your petrol, as you um, walk past somebody that's having a hard time and you, you show love or compassion, that that kindness can be done in the power of Christ in such a way that it could impact them so deeply that it resonates for generations. The Bible also says that um, we store up for ourselves treasure in heaven. In fact, you read the story about the sheep and the goats. And Jesus is there talking about when you visited me in prison when I was sick and you came and visited me. And the, the people are saying, well, when were you sick? When did, when, when did we visit you? He said, as much as you did it to the least of these, you did it to me. He took it and he takes it personally. He takes it as an eternal thing. The Good Samaritan is a story that people worldwide know. Why? Because heaven takes notice when we go above and beyond the call of duty to demonstrate the love of God, to demonstrate the kindness of God. Now, sometimes as believers, we can, we can easily get on the group think or, or the um, popular thing and start to just move with the crowd. But God has called us instead to remember every day, hey, my life isn't my own. 
I've been bought with a price. I no longer live for myself. I live to represent Him. Every day, my mission is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever, to engage in the ministry of reconciliation, pleading with people to come to Him, to know Him, and demonstrating it with the kindness of heaven, just as Jesus did who looks at people and instead of judging them, loves them, forgives them, helps them, delivers them, prays for them. Hallelujah. This is the kingdom of God. And I believe that in a time when when things are complicated and there's so much change and so many things going on, instead of getting caught up in the mass panic and the mass hysteria and the mass fear and the mass worry and all the opinions, if we would come back to the simplicity of remembering it's no longer we who live but Christ who lives in us, that I have determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. Today I reckon myself dead dead indeed to sin, alive to God in Christ. Today, Lord, I come to worship you. Today, Lord, I lift up my head and say, thank you. I'm not alone in this world. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to make it alone, make it on my own. I've been married to him. I've been joined to him. I've been brought into his family. I am part of the body of Christ. I'm no longer needing to do things on my own, but I can lean into him and ask him for his wisdom. I can ask him to show me what to do. I can lean on him for his strength and his power. I can bring him my weakness and he'll show me his strength. He'll manifest his strength through me. I can call on his help and he will manifest his help through me. Uh, You know, we are the privileged in the world because we have the access to heaven to all of heaven's resources, and we are not walking alone. It doesn't matter what persecution comes. It doesn't matter what situations come our way. It is, it's, it's there. We're in the world, but we're not of it. Praise the Lord. We've been raised up, seated with Him. Hallelujah. If you have a look uh, back in Matthew chapter 5, and you just go back a little bit further. It's so beautiful. It's very hard not to read the whole lot because he's a pretty good preacher, our Jesus. But he tells us in verse 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. He sort of threw that right in there amongst the peace, all the peace, the pure in heart. Blessed are you when they say nasty things about you. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so they prosecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. What he's saying is that when things happen, you will react and respond like I do. When people falsely persecute you, when they they force you to go one mile and you turn around and say, let me go another mile for you. 
The goodness and kindness of God will lead them to repentance. You are blessed and great is your reward in heaven. When they revile you and you turn the other cheek and you look at them and love them and you don't judge them and you don't hold their sin against them, you are the light of the world. You are an ambassador of Christ. They get to see him and the world needs to see him more than ever right now. They've seen a lot of religion and they've seen a lot of people standing up for their rights, but they haven't seen a whole lot of a church that has laid down its life to love the world. A a whole lot of those that have remembered I no longer live for myself. I live for him. I've now been joined to the kingdom of God. I belong to him. He's my Lord, my Savior, the one who leads me. And the beauty of that is that being joined to him, we also have privileges. And the privileges are eternal, glorious, and in this life. They include... The power of the living God who raised Christ from the dead dwelling on the inside of you so that the same works that you read about Jesus doing, you will do also. 